My name is Claire Barton. I was born in North Oxford, Massachusetts in 1821. I was the youngest of my family, and I had four siblings, two brothers and two sisters. My father, Stephen Barton, was a farmer and state lawmaker for Massachusetts. He had also served in the American Revolution. As a young kid, I tended to my brother after he had obtained injuries from an accident. Later on in my life, my mother sadly passed in 1851, bringing me the courage to start a new job as a teacher at the age of 15. Then I later opened a school in Bordentown, New Jersey in 1854. Approximately 600 students attended my school. When town officials decided to appoint a male principal over me, I then resigned and moved to Washington, D.C. in the mid-1850s to become a U.S. patent officer. Once the Civil War started, I became a part of the federal troops by personally collecting and storing supplies that people had given freely in support of the troops. In 1862, I was able to travel to places where war was taking place. While the siege of Charleston, South Carolina, I was a part of the federal forces. I also was in other areas where war was taking place. In my lifetime, I was a nurse, but that was not necessarily my primary worry. I did many other things. My skills of handing stuff out given to us for the war had increased, and I became better at more stuff other than just worrying about one. My eeriness had grown, and I worried about everyone, and I never wished the worst on anyone. I worried about the soldiers soldiers in combat and their families. After the Civil War, I suffered from poor health. In 1869, I went overseas to Geneva, Switzerland, hoping to improve my physical and mental health. In Switzerland, I met with officials of the International Red Cross that grouped people that would return from war to help their health. The Red Cross Foundation urged me to get U.S. agreement to the Geneva Convention. This treaty permitted medical personnel to be treated as neutral parties who could aid the sick and wounded during wars. Before I was able to get this done, the Franco-Prussian War had begun. This was a war that France was defeated by German states led by Prussia. I then helped organize military hospitals during this war. My original idea was to put women that desperately needed money to Strasbourg, France work sewing garments for pay. I also introduced 
I also introduced working systems in Lyons, France. I was awarded the Iron Cross of Merit by the German Emperor William I. I then returned to the United States and I settled down in Danville, New York in 1887. I wrote to one of the founders of the International Red Cross. In this letter, I basically offered to lead an American branch of the organization. Even though I was in my 50s already, I started a new career. In 1881, I incorporated the American Red Cross branch. When I made the American Red Cross, I made it as a legal corporation. The American Red Cross devoted to helping people at any time, during war, after war, before war, any time. I became the president of the American Red Cross. A year after I started the American Red Cross, my efforts to approve the U.S. agreement of the Geneva Convention was approved. In 1883, I also served as superintendent of the Women Reformatory Prison in Sherbourne, Massachusetts. During this time, I still stayed devoted to my major cause of helping others' problems. In 1882, I traveled as a Red Cross worker to assist fire victims of Michigan. I also traveled to South Carolina and Pennsylvania. I traveled to South Carolina to help victims of an earthquake. I traveled to Pennsylvania after a devastating flood. At the end of my career, I traveled to Russia and Turkey to help more people. In 1900, I went to Texas to supervise assistance after a tidal wave. In 1900, the Congress recorporated the Red Cross and demanded a review of its funds. Soon enough, conflict started in the organization. The American Red Cross started to slowly fall apart. I've I've helped many people in my career. I never looked at it as if I was a hero. I just did what I thought was right. After the American Red Cross fell apart, I resigned in 1904. Later in my life, I retired to Glen Echo, Maryland. I died on the date of April 12, 1912 in Glen Echo, Maryland. <laughs>